The following is brought to you by a generous donation from Canoe Place Inn and Cottages. Fine hospitality in Hampton Bays since 1697. More at canoeplace.com. If you've resolved not to listen or see us in this new year, you've already broken that resolution. This is Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill. I am the Bill part. And I am, I think, the Bridget part. The the big unpaid Bill part. I want to be Bill in the new year. No, you don't. No, you really, really don't. And and it is the new year, and uh, we have a very special guest at the end of the show. I'm dressed in purple, if you're listening to this on WLIW NPR. Yeah. Uh, We We have Oprah. Oprah. He's going to be on the show. Because the show is all about what's new. Obviously, the the default show title for anything in January is, you know, you have resolutions. What are you going to do? We're talking about starting over. And Oprah is not starting over. uh, But she does have a new version of The Color Purple that came out on Christmas Day. And this month will begin streaming somewhere. And so uh, we had a chance uh, through a little roundtable that I do to uh, ask her a question about the new year and also about uh, Steven Spielberg and the original Color Purple. So at the end of the show... Speaking of the Color Purple... You're very purple. You're like yes. Barney the dinosaur purple. Yes, thank you. Can you sing okay. I love you? Uh, no, okay. not with any right. believability, obviously. Um, um, and we're going to talk about some New Year's resolutions. Starting over and New Year's resolutions, okay. but who's on the show today? Well, we have Michael Kilcoin, who's a filmmaker and has this amazing new podcast called How to Life, which we all need to know in the new year. And we have Sharon... Some assembly required in life. Yes. Yeah, so well, this is the how-to. Yes. Yeah. And we have Sharon Daphner-Bakes of Sag Harbor, who has a company called Healing in the Hamptons. She does all kinds of really cool stuff, helps people kind of get in touch with their inner self and uh, catapult them to the next level. So we're really looking forward to having her on the show. But first... When we were kids... Oh. Our parents always said, are you writing checks from last year, this year? Well, many parents My parents said, post-date your checks and pass (laughs) them and then run away. No, I'm kidding. I'm I'm not talking about divorce payments. I'm (laughs) I'm not talking about childcare. Um, This is, this is, I'm asking this because do you write any checks anymore? God, no. My kids don't even, like my, my younger doesn't even know what a check is, I don't think. I mean, yeah. he's seen them. They're they're like it's like it's like an old rotary telephone. <laughs> it's like like a jalopy. You know, it's something from the way back. So we got to retire that. We got to say there's no more saying you're writing this year's or last year's. No, you're sending you know, last blah, year's blah, blah, blah. Venmo or something right, like that. Right. <laughs> so so New Year's resolutions, Venmo. here yes. are the top ones. And then non- the number one won't okay. surprise you at all. 48% of the people want to improve fitness. Improve fitness. Yeah, you mean somehow, work out more some, often or yeah, start, yeah. start running or something. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> all, it's all foreign to That's me. That's funny. Improve finances <laughs> is 38%, but right below that, improve mental health at really? 36%. That's I, how... 36% of people want to improve their mental health? And below that is lose weight and improve the diet. I don't know how that's... Well, I guess that's tied into improve fitness. Well, if fitness. this was, were true, then we'd have a whole generation of really healthy, rich... <laughs> Mentally well, uh, yeah. But we don't because... Research suggests that only 9% of Americans that make resolutions complete them. I think that sounds high to me. 23% of people quit the resolutions by the end of the first week. That's me. 43% quit by the end of January. So almost 50% are done like they do it for a month. Right. But, you know, they say that a month is like enough to change your habits. I bet that's something that Sharon Daphner-Bakes will be able to speak to. Right. And you don't drink. You've talked about that a lot. I take January. I'm a dryuary guy. Yeah. Uh, And there's also, what is it, October? There's like all these different months now. If you string them all together, you know, you're not, you're you're sober. Everything needs a media term. Everything needs an acronym. So what they say to help you keep a New Year's resolution, and then I promise we'll get off this tired topic. Although you probably have a resolution. I don't believe in them, but we'll ask you and we'll ask all our guests if they have a resolution. you told me to have one. I know. You sent me an email. You said, have a resolution. Normally I wouldn't, but now you're going to hang me out to dry, Bill. Come in off the ledge. All right, so here's here's how they say you can actually keep them. There's No, coming off the ledge is my new 2024 for Calm Down. Okay, good. good. Calm down, sir. He says calm down. There's an acronym-based goal uh, known as SMART goals, S-M-A. A-R-T, which stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, and Time-Bound. 
So they say if you do it the smart way, you're more likely to hold on to or fulfill those resolutions. I don't, I'm not going to remember that. <laughs> Just be smart. <laughs> yeah, you won't remember that right. either way. No, I won't. But I want to know, Jim Turner, our uh, one-man band over there, do you have a New Year's resolution or have you ever stuck to uh, one? Tell me. You know, uh, I'm afraid I'm, I'm doing, I'm resolving every day I have uh, resolutions, and so I don't want to mess this thing up. But I will tell you what I'm going to be resolving to do is to totally rearrange my sock drawer. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a song about it. I bet no, he, he does. does. <laughs> well, he, could he could write one right now on the spot. I think that's a very good, and that's that's an achievable. That's a specific, measurable, it's achievable, realistic, and time-bound goal. It's, good for you. You're smart, Jim. It's very for complex. I'll spare you the details. And we have never said that before. You are smart. You are smart, Jim. Thanks, Jim. We love you. No, we're smart to have Jim Turner, and happy 2024 to you. Happy 2024 also to Patrick McLaughlin, who is uh, one of our regulars on oh, the show. Oh, thanks Hi. For, thanks one of the, for bringing me in. Of your regular regular. Hamptonschatter.net. Oh, my God. Is that right? Tough room. Hamptonschatter.net or com. I think both work. Okay. I think they both work. I have to call my tech person. <laughs> <laughs> so can we talk about the, can I tell you my New Year's resolution? Yes, please. please. Improve fitness. Okay, that's an easy one. You and 48%. Well, when I go to the all-you-can-eat buffet, I will actually have go get my own plate and not have someone else get it for me. Oh, there, there you go. go. That's, that's a good That's one. a small, achievable smart uh, goal. Improve You're mental health. Improve in mental health. I'm going to up my Zoloft. There you go. Uh, <laughs> improve my diet. And lose weight. Lose weight. Uh, I'll try. Yeah. Well, that was the epidemic. I don't know. I, that was the epidemic of 2023, that everyone was on Ozempic. Everyone. I look at Kelly Clarkson at the lighting oh, of the Christmas tree last month. Everybody's skinny. Yeah. And you know who's pissed oh, off about oh, it? Howard oh. Stern. Howard Stern talks almost every day about how he does it the old-fashioned way, and he's pissed that there's a, a drug now that people are taking. I, oh, yeah. I've taken Ozempic. I took it for a few months because you all know I have lost 85 pounds or so um, from having a, a, the, the surgery. Right. I had the surgery like five years ago, and I lost. This is not who I was I'm, for 55 years of my life. I was very overweight. But We love you anyway. I know, and I love me anyway, too. But the point was I started to gain again, and I have no more, like, I have no more backup possibilities. So I did the Ozempic for a few months. It got me down. Why not? Out of Why not? It got me down. And yeah, but what about, a, so what we're Thank learning God. in 2024 is that there were a lot of side effects to that stuff. And that, oh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you my problem with it. And I, I don't mean to get off on yeah, a high no, horse here. Fine. I could lose 20 pounds uh, this month. It'd be great. Just 20? But, okay, thank ah, you. Ah, Patrick Byrne. jokes. Anyway, um... <laughs> I I, That'll be a first I thought maybe this drug actually influenced your uh, something internal besides making you not want to eat all the time. Oh, it might. And I think that should be our jobs. I think that's what we should learn how to do, even if you use a Noom or any of these other apps that you can do. <laughs> the apps yeah. work. The apps work. Calorie counting works. Yeah, it There's does. There's no doubt about it. Calorie counting works. During COVID, That's I've lost a lot of weight during COVID. And literally, it was just... I was counting. counting. You well, you were the. I put on the COVID nineteen. I mean, that's I what I called it. COVID. But yeah, that you're the one person on the well, planet. I, got, I had the Peloton, and we had the whole gym in my basement, which is. You oh, know, lucky you. Yeah, which was nice. Yeah, do you I have one that. person on Peloton that you follow? Do you I like only... the Brits because they play better music. Like if if you're a child of the '80s, like I am. So you don't have one person. That's like two or three. Because I know like, people who have Peloton and they are devoted to and talk ad nauseum about Jan or, or Cody. Like, Everyone talks about Cody. Co he gets, really? he, he, yeah. I but, know absolutely. Like what you're talking about is like completely foreign to me. I, I like no seriously. The Brits always about. play like like Duran Duran and you know I like stuff that. I like an English beat and like stuff that I like. I love you that. know, it's like fun stuff. I don't know about that company later. in 2024. I'm not saying that it's in trouble. I know that it was huge during COVID, like many things like that that had us at home. But I do note. I did note over the holidays that for the first time Pelotons went on sale. You can buy them on, and by the way, I'm a big advocate of Facebook Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Oh my God, best stuff ever. <laughs> I sold a house to someone and they furnished their, and like. Oh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say you sold a house on Facebook Marketplace. No, 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 <laughs> I, I sold a house and it was like, it was like a $4 million house. And there, the wife is a full-time job on Facebook Marketplace furnishing her house. Oh my gosh. And it's like, she gets amazing stuff. And like she, you know, does the um, Google Lens where you, yeah. she can look up how much it retails for and then she yeah. goes in and buys yeah. it. So yeah. that's your resolution? You're doing more of the Facebook I'm gonna save more money, in fact, you know, like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna go, to, I'm not gonna get you guys LeVon muffins every time I come <laughs> on the show anymore. That's Damn. improving my finances. Okay, and I and tell anybody, lines. whatever you see in any store, anywhere, just go home, it's on eBay. 
I don't care if it just came out yesterday and or you're Facebook on Madison Avenue at Brunello Cuccinelli. Brunello Cuccinelli. Or inexpensive. Do you want it, a good it's laugh? It's half price on eBay. Go into Brunello Cuccinelli and ask them about the details about their store at Tangert. They love that. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> well, do you want to know my resolution? It's expensive. Because yeah. you asked me, and then you kind of, you just like, you dropped it. Yeah, I think that was the resolution. Way to go. Anyway, or your uh, no, what, what week one to do list for the first week of what? no, January? What's just, the Bridget? Me... I, I want. I have these two amazing books that I, you know, I go uh, Christmas shopping, and I always end up buying more stuff for myself. So these are leftovers. I have this book called Nobody Wants Your. Shh. The Art of Decluttering Before You Die, because uh, um, oh, yeah. I want to do I that. I I have a couple years and, left well, before my, I have to declutter. Well, my, well I, it's, and this book is called I'm Dead, Now What? And it's important information. <laughs> what, a great, what a great selection what an for the new year. What well, a, yeah, what a, you, well, what a happy upbeat. My, I'm going to up my Zoloft even more. My, uh, <laughs> my resolution is to get my affairs in order. I think it's a responsible thing to do. I've now had two or three parents since I've step-parents pass and die and grandparents and I have all of their SH so people listening who don't know you are a you are a youngish woman I'm 60 have you hit 60 yeah (laughs) I'm 60 but you know what that's why I did this ridiculous stuff to my hair which is bright red especially real estate because I work in real estate I don't know if you knew that but um uh, Will, like, make sure you have your affairs in order. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so totally. I true. don't. I, I had a problem once where uh, a guy, they were selling their house, and the wife died in the middle of the transaction. Yeah. That was, and there was, they didn't have a will. And even though it's a marriage, yeah. and it should, you would think it would be seamless and move quite quickly, it really held things up. Yeah, so, yeah, and it's, and the, ever be, because of COVID, that the numbers haven't um, gone up yet with the courts and everything. Things are so drawn out, like probate can take years now. Please so, put me in yeah. your wills, everybody. <laughs> so, Patrick, <laughs> and in, vice versa. in the first month of 2024, uh, everyone who listens to this podcast knows that you are the expert, the guru about East End uh, Long Island in terms of real estate. What do you think is going to happen? Are we going to have uh, a little dip, perhaps, in the uh, mortgage rates? Hmm. And Well, they're already coming down. Are they? A little bit. Yeah. They're, we're, we're now back. Actually, they're the lowest now that they've been since, like, September, August. So, oh. And the Fed has already said they're not going to raise rates uh, again. Mm-hmm. So, and my, but they're the real, the the real, sevens now. The real they? guru uh, for mortgages is Melissa Cohn, who we all know. Yeah. Right. But and and she thinks they're going to come back down in the spring. So. And is there, what's the inventory like? Like a inventory ha- rentals. Is, you know what? Oh, I want to hear about your rental thing. thing. But, bit, I, I, I will tell that. you, inventory out here. It, you got to remember. I always say the Hamptons has phantom inventory, where there is such a glut of brokers out here. Like every everybody in the world. Oh, I just got my real estate license, which I love. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, good for you. Anyway, but uh, Bob Hope had a great line about new young comics. He goes, "I wish I knew where they are all coming from, because I'd go there and make sure no more ever." Came. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but the funny thing is that they put things on the market with these absurd numbers, and they don't sell. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So it's not real inventory. You know, some they'll go up to knock on your door, Bridget, and say, "I'll get you five million dollars for your house," and you'll go, right. "Go do it." Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Then, right. But people do it. So it's a lot of there's the real sellers uh, are not quite as many as you would think, given the amount of sales signs you see in the hands. And what we'll hold you to, because we love to do that on this show, mm. is is it going to be a buyer's or a seller's market in the next season, a, in the gonna, season? I think it's going to be a buyer's market. It's going to continue to be a buyer's market. It is now. Yeah. I yeah. really do believe that. And but you're doing something about rentals, aren't you? Right well, here yeah, at LTV. But you know what? I will yeah. tell you because it is a buyer's market. Real fast before we go to yeah, rentals, yeah. Uh, a lot of sellers now because if interest rates are so high, for the first time in years, I'm hearing about sellers willing to hold paper, meaning they'll hold really? a mortgage for a, a for a home buyer because most of them have low interest rates, so it's no skin off their back. That's really interesting because that's something you find on on foreign transactions, like in Costa Rica, for example, where they'll hold paper because you can't get a more you can't get a Costa Rican mortgage if you're from the states. I mean, you probably can, but you know. I wasn't going to do that kind of research, but there are owners who will. She's got other things to do. I'm being honest. That's one of my my New Year's resolutions. I'm going to be honest this year. Right. So I'm too lazy to look into something like that. But there you go. Well, I mean, finances is the second improved finances. No, I think this is improving my mental health. But I'm I'm hearing about this more and more now. Yeah. Like I I like, and I've been doing this for almost 20 years. This I have not 
it's I don't want to say it's new. They did it before when the market was really sluggish in 08. But this is the first time I'm hearing about this in a long time. So you have a television special coming up on LTV. (laughs) A TV Uh, special. (laughs) It's about this Christmas tree. And my friends and I, we go out, we find the the scraggliest Christmas tree. Oh, wait. It's a hallmark. It's a hallmark. (laughs) We're January. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But you're, um, so tell us about, what is it? It's a rental? We're uh, talking rentals. Here at LTV uh, on January 11th, we're going to host a forum with a few attorneys, um, some inspectors, some insurance people. The rental market is a big source of income for the Hamptons. Oh yeah, yeah for yeah, people like, here, for, sure. Listen, some people they 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 pay the you know the big nut of their mortgage by renting their house out for the summer. Sure. But there's been this whole new wave of regulations from all the towns, you know, rental registries um, and things like that that have made it the, the process. Airbnb has been shut. Well, listen, out. they're trying to shut down the Airbnbs. Right. There's, it's a whole. Mishigas of stuff, you know. <laughs> I love it when you Aren't say Mishigas. Aren't you loving um, But the bottom line is, He's we're, we're going to help Jew. people dis- decipher, you know, all the rules, and they vary from town to town. I mean, what, what what's required in Southampton isn't required in East Hampton Village or Sag Harbor Village. Right. And villages take precedent over the town. Right. So if you live in East Hampton Town, but in Sag Harbor Village, you have to worry about Sag Harbor Village and not so much East Hampton Town. Oh, well, you're going to cl- yeah. well, but you'll, you'll East make Hampton it East Hampton requires uh, topsiders and <laughs> a <laughs> feral Sa- sweater. And Sag Harbor, you need the tweed jacket with the, the you know, patches it's, on the It's street. contractual. But so we're going to help people decipher that. Plus, there's a big liability. There's things like squatters, insurance things. That, oh, I mean, gosh, yeah. you know, I mean, most tenants are required to get insurance, and a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you rent out, if you, you better make sure you notify your insurance company mm-hmm. that you're renting your house out. If yeah. Oprah called you, Oprah, uh, and <laughs> Oprah. said, Oprah. "We want, I want, I'm looking for a house out here. What would you show her?" I would show her the McCuddy residence. No, oh, no, you would not. No. It can't be that grand. Oprah, this I've is, never seen it. She'll have now. her own maid's quarters for her people. The Taj McCuddy? You've never seen it? No, I've What's never seen it. What's the most, it. there's something that just, uh, if it's still on the market, is like $150 million. Oh, in Southampton, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on It's on Meadow Lane, if I, if I remember the right property. Oh, goodness. But it's not listed with me, so let's not talk about that. No, let's, <laughs> that's right. Let's only talk about Patrick. I don't have the long word. 100% talking about Patrick. Yeah. Let's talk about this lovely house on Hamilton Street in Sag Harbor for $3.2 million. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Patrick, it's always a pleasure. Um, so the only resolution you have is your fitness, and you've got your Peloton, you got everything going on, and you're going to save money by not bringing us cookies. Thank you, my friend. So grateful. But, uh, check out. I'll put the details on the um, about the uh, the rental seminar on HamptonsChatter.com. Okay. Or HamptonsChatter.net. Yes. And, That's wonderful. And by the way, I love that Bill says, come in off the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than calm down. Now I'm saying. Which made my blood boil when I used to work with Bill. He has said like, it to me. Oh, I wish we had ledge. time for these stories. Come in uh, off the ledge. Jim, play us a little uh, music. Thank you, Patrick. As they say in France, bon fromage, guys. Bon fromage. Bon fromage. Thanks, Patrick. You're listening to what happens when PBS and NPR have too much time on their hands. It's Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill. It's like a Sunday brunch with crashers. Pass the bagels. And we need more mozo- m- mimosas. <laughs> no, we can't have mimosas. It's dryuary. Well, yeah, dryuary. Who huh? joins us next? Well, we have Jim playing us on. Thank you, Jim. And Thank uh, you. we're making a lot of noise in the green room, and that's no good. Uh, um, but tell us, uh, tell us who we have. Uh, we have Sharon Daphner Bakes from Healing in the Hamptons. I've been to some of her wonderful like circles and things like that, and she is going to talk to us about. Starting over. In the I need healing. Year. Yeah, you welcome. Do. You need you need all kinds of healing, not just sex. Now I see you brought for those listening can't see this. You brought a crystal. Do you believe in uh, yeah. in the power of? Excuse me. Those I things? I also brought a crystal. Oh really? Your crystal <laughs> is beautiful. Yeah. Well, hi. hi. Thank you so hey. much for having me on. Thank you pleasure. so much Our for pleasure. having me on. Yeah, yeah. No, we heard you. Uh, just we just want to make sure that you're close enough did. to. Thank that. you. Uh, so yeah, tell us a little about healing in the Hamptons. Yeah, sure. So, uh, we're, I we're, we need healing out here. <laughs> yeah, sure do. You must be working twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. It, it's wonderful. You know what's different about being doing what I'm doing now? I transformed my whole life over ten years ago. And um, yeah, tell us what. Yeah, maybe what was go the back, inciting incident there? Yeah, yeah I what? had cervical fusion on my neck, and before I had that operation with a fantastic surgeon. Um, I was receiving energy healing from a local practitioner. And it things just got became so painful that I knew, knew I had to do the surgery. Were and you I, in an accident or did, was this it was prompted actually by skiing, something? Or just it was... a ski accident. Wow. And all this degeneration. 
in my neck. Yeah. Caused a lot of pain and just, you know, uh, neuropathy in my hands. Wow. And it really was the gift. What I found out when I went to the school, Barbara Brennan School in Healing Science, was our wounds are our gifts. Right. They're our gifts to heal. And sometimes it's quite literally. Uh, this was my gift. I got out of jail. It was like that get out of jail free card from right. corporate America. That's because my soul was literally like crying. So I basically had a chance to just convalesce. And I finally got some guidance. I mean, I was somebody who was just really wound up, type A, push into push. Doing mode. what professionally before all this? I was doing like corporate benefits, employee benefits. So I was in New York City, and I was just uh, working with people in finance and HR, and I loved it. it. It was great because I loved people. I loved connecting with people, feeling people, and really helping. So this is service. But then I knew I was out of alignment. I'm going to use this kind of thing because this is called Hara. She's pointing at uh, her face yeah. and, right. her, and her body. So, so this is an intention, is up, and, is and I was split. And I felt that in my body, but I didn't know any of it. I was just like your average type A woman in push. Yeah. And I had gotten married. Reduced to type A minus, maybe. You weren't, <laughs> you weren't your 100%. Yeah. And that I really unraveled a lot of that personality didn't serve me, Bill. But can I ask you something, Sharon, which is, you know, so you you go through this healing, you know, you go through the surgery as well. What made you want to kind of turn it and, and share the light with other people? And did you discover that you had a talent for this? I mean, how did you? Yeah. So through this transformation of like really uncovering who am I, that uncovering comes from really the blocks that existed within me, like energy blocks that kept me from knowing who I truly was and living from my higher gifts. And it's, it's a process, and that's what energy healing does. It actually helps us move the blocks that we've had for generations and for the decades of our lives. I want to just touch on something, because I was thinking of this actually, of talking to you about this this morning. Do you believe, I believe, that everyone has the ability to become their own healer? Yes. Everybody can learn these tools. There's not like some guru on a mountain who's got it and you don't. We all have this ability. That's such ability, a great question. Right? There was, did. I didn't put a question mark at the end, but you know that's a question. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what I learned because I, I didn't know... I, I didn't come into this world with a, oh, I see people, and I have my <laughs> grand, great aunt, you know, Gertie, yeah. and, uh, you know, walking around telling me things. Uh, but there was a deep inner knowing that, that I was really missing something big in my life, and that was me. Mm -hmm. So I just kept on following, like, what I learned was guidance and an inner knowing. And, yeah, this is, a, this is developed skill. As Barbara says, we all have this gift to heal. Healing comes from within. So it was a yeah. happy accident or out of something bad that yes. something good came Absolutely. for you. A happy ski accident. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was in Aspen going down that, that fast mountain, Ajax Mountain. I had no business in spring skiing. And <laughs> my skis just stopped, and the oh, rest geez. of me kept on going. Oh, my goodness. Ended up in Vail. No. Uh, yeah, I uh, ended up in Vail. Uh, did you ski again ever? Have you skied? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Good. So the injury didn't stop me because I didn't even know I had it. And it just wow. accumulates. It's like stenosis. Acupuncture believes in this whole thing about uh, energy yes. being yeah. blocked and how your left side of your body can be out of phase with your right side. Right. So yeah. And the left side is uh, the feminine side feminine. of receiving. Right. So and the, yeah, masculine and the masculine is like action, doing. And a lot of women, we've been in push, you know, our whole lives. And it's coming into kind of the balance of receiving, so, too. Um, so what do you, what do, you uh, do with healing in the Hamptons? I mean, So I, um, I, my, my, really, my, my love is to teach. Right. I love teaching workshops, classes. I've done a lot on Zoom because of COVID. Yeah. And it's really opened me up. And I love doing one-on-one -on -one work. So I have classes. And I have workshops, and I'm actually offering a journey in the coming year for uh, women who are breaking open to their higher gifts. Uh, I don't know if you, you know, you probably have a lot of friends who are really like, I, I just feel something is Do you see in. any higher gift in Bridget? Do you have any feeling for anything going on in there? Oh, yes. She, you live from your core essence. Try when I have some. <laughs> and it's, it's palpable. And you know when you walk into a room and you feel someone's, the warmth and their open heart, but it's this essence this is your light within 
And actually, this is truly how we start to transform our lives, is learning how we can just live more from our authentic. And I'm pointing here because your light lives deep within. And it may be what we call shrouded from past life experiences. Mm -hmm. And we, with energy healing, it truly is training to become really embodied. I try to shroud her as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, she, well, I was gonna say, well, what about this guy? What about, what about Bill? Well, you, I mean, I all, have a wide open heart, no, and, let me, and I come from my core <laughs> essence. Okay. Tell me about my cousin. I'm going in. I'm going in next week to get chakra. a heart. But uh, I don't I, remember when before you analyzed me. I was in advertising for a long time, so I have no backbone. No backbone. <laughs> it's well, gone. we can fix that right up really? <laughs> with a little bit You'll of energy one healing. And you talked about intentions for yes. the new year. Yeah, yeah. And there's something that. I learned, and I love to teach this. I like the word intention much better than resolution. Exactly. Yeah. But it has and tension in it. Mm -hmm. it well, does. we're going to get rid of that okay. tension. <laughs> but it's about learning how to become really embodied and grounded. Now, I'm someone who lives with some level of like what I would call anxiety, and I had a hard time grounding into my life. I didn't even know that, though, until I trans changed my life. But it's about taking the fingers, bringing them down below your navel, and feeling deeply into this point of power called the Tantian. Some right, Tantian. A martial it's arts, tai chi, yeah. yes. And bringing alignment through intention into a very peaceful dimension. And this is how we can live our lives, and that can include losing weight. Yeah. <laughs> it can include anything. Or dealing with past trauma, anything that's going to clear your channels, right? To be here in the present moment. Yeah. I noticed throughout this whole conversation that your body language is about core. For yes. people who are listening to this rather than watching it, you are constantly referencing yes. the midpoint of your body. Yeah. And is that the source of all of our energy? Oy vey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and so that's... I have a lot of energy. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, you yeah. do. And, you know, again, higher qualities, creativity, six chakra, uh, your uh, voice, clearly your communications is what I see in you. and. Yeah. Thank you. S same thing for you, Bridget. <laughs> so I'm offering a woman's journey. Uh, actually, it will be starting um, very soon. So I invite anyone who's still interested and wants to learn more. What's your my website? website? It's uh, healinginthehamptons.com. So, right. of course, www. Yeah. And just how it sounds, healinginthehamptons.com. And um, there's so many of us breaking open to our higher gifts, the people who never thought in a million years that they had higher gifts. But now something's coming in. It could be vision. It could be hearing. It could be just direct knowing. Yeah. And we want to know, how can I really play it forward in my life and live for my gifts? That's what we're each of us is here to fulfill Would our gifts. Are purpose. gifts different than passions? Do we, there, do we, do we was, know our passion but not yeah. have any idea what our gift is or the other way around? I think by Good gift you, you're referring more to, and I don't want to say like psychic, but you mean the gifts that um, intuition, exactly. like intuitive gifts. Yes. So, and exactly. that we all have the ability to tap into all of those things. Exactly. I mean, that's what our dreams are. Except I didn't are. see that until you explained it. So oh, there you go. I'm bad. Well, you just you're just very old well, fashioned. Thank you very you're much. Still, you're Absolutely. so 2023, Bill. And that's what fulfillment is when we live for those gifts. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Well, pleasure. But it's, but, you know, you Joy. can't have it all the time. I mean, you can have it all the time if you're in a profession like yours. But, you know, life comes oh. in. And we're going to talk with Mike Kilcoyne about how to life. Exactly. But, but, you know, I mean, I have days and days. And, you know, I'm trained in, in shamanism and all this stuff. And I have days where I do not call upon my gifts. I am just, you know, yeah. looking straight ahead. I'm on a path. And, you and know. And so do I, too. Yeah. You don't know the martial exactly. arts stuff she's talking about, I do. You? I'm a... I'm a Tai Chi instructor. God, been, you don't know I gotta me be at much, all. I gotta be much nicer yeah, you know, to you. It's, it's all beautiful. Everything accumulates into where we are now, and we get there on divine timing. <laughs> so just trusting wherever you are, you know. And, he's and scared just, of us because we both know Tai Chi, <laughs> and he should be. It's, it's so powerful. Okay, it whatever is. you guys want. Well, thank you. <laughs> and so I'm going to just wave my magic uh, yeah, show uh, us what pendulum got. and tell you that you're beautifully aligned your That's energies nice clockwise. Wow, look, look at you. I'm putting you into a trance, aren't I? Kind of. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah. this is your So there's a crystal going clockwise right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this beautiful rose quartz crystal. Yeah. And then oh, and that's amethyst. You've got a beautiful amethyst. Yeah. So just like I just brought this here heart. to support It's the shape me, of a heart for those of you who are listening. Yes. Yeah. So crystal heart. Yeah, it is. it's it is. lovely. It's a heart of stone. I think I dated her in high school. <laughs> sure. And what's her name, Amethyst? I wonder if she's healing or now. Or Crystal. <laughs> she better not be. Uh. 
Uh, so well, thank you. Yeah, for your, thanks, your, Sharon. It's we been feel much. enlightened uh, just sitting here. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming in. That's uh, Sharon Daphner Bakes from Healing in the Hamptons. Yeah. And it's great thanks having you, Sharon. You. Thank you so much. Now I want to, before we go on, uh huh, I wanted to talk to you about these these books because. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm dead now. What? I yes. What are you wishing that on well, me for? Well, no, but I but I'm curious because this is something that's really been on my mind. Do you have your affairs in order? Have you yes. thought about Yes, death? Mrs. McCuddy is the brains of the outfit. And uh, so, yes, we have done everything. We have one daughter, as people who listen to this know. Really? Uh, I will tell you that one of the most disturbing things that my wife and I have both been through, having lost both of our parents, is that you, uh, and I mean this not, in a funny way at all. You find out what hoarders your parents are. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. And you have a huge responsibility in a very short period of time to do something with all of that. Yeah. And I have probably a uh, half dozen friends who in the last year went through that. And it's very, very upsetting. And you know that I'm one of them. I mean, I we have like four storage units, and I love the, that's why I love the title of this book. Nobody wants your shh. <laughs> the art of decluttering before you die. What we've learned about those storage units is eventually you'll end up on uh, HGTV and they'll be they'll be cutting it open Ugh. and selling it to that guy oh going, God. it's got the wow factor. <laughs> oh, no. But listen, from, from death to life, our next guest, Michael Kilcoyne, is a filmmaker, and he has this wonderfully named podcast that he's going to tell us about that he's just started called How to Life. Yes, we need desperately. You, like you've seen the show so far, and probably heard it before. We don't. We know need how the. To we need the how to badly. So, <laughs> what what is the definition of what how to life is, and what you're trying to do for people? <laughs> well, first of all, um, I I actually made an estate plan. I'll I'll I'll, I'll answer that. But I I made an, an estate plan a, a couple of years ago because you're I, a kid. I, I know. You're I'm, well, I'm 34. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I was. You know, because this is a thing that I, I, I constantly reflect, not on, like, death, but sort of, like, that idea of, like, okay, life is short. Yeah. It can go, you know, like, you can go at any point. Yeah. So how am I doing what I say I want to be doing? And oftentimes the answer to that is no. Right. And so, like, you, and, and that kind of ties into to how to life. It, it, it basically came from this idea of, like, well, you know, I was in a stage in my life where I had, you know, inherited a chunk of money and then I invested it like semi wisely and then I had more money and then I, but I had no purpose because I wasn't really like doing, you know, I, you I, wanted, I, you, I had you been weren't following your passion. You are perfect for the Hamptons. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Welcome you know? home, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, <laughs> that's hilarious. But, um, <laughs> But like, so I, I had always, you know, since I was a kid, I'd always wanted to make movies. And at some point I was like, well, the only way to do that is to just start, to do it. Is to right. start right. making them. Right. So, so I took, you know, like bits and pieces here and there and da, 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 you know, and then eventually that ended up being all my money, but, um, that's neither here nor there. And, <laughs> uh, and where did the idea of how to life come from? <laughs> Well, I think I, I credit that to, like, the name to my producers, uh, Anya and, and Jess. Um, they run a company called Sidecar, and um, they were basically like, it's you are creating a sort of model for yourself on... Because nobody how, else will. Right, because right. nobody else will on, like, how to be an adult. right. And because I know, you know, there are just more and more elements of your program that I need to be a part of. Sure. <laughs> totally. well, being adult. Well, you would know be, what's funny? That makes me feel great, actually. That makes me. I feel actually, really good. I yeah. woke up this morning and there's like <laughs> I was thinking about regrets because I think about death and regrets, and you know, you know me well enough now. That's just no like rag that's rats. like a party. <laughs> that's like a party day for me. But I thought about something I had said to my daughter Georgia, which I'm not going to go into here. But it was something that I really regret saying to her, and she remembers it as well. And I realized, oh my God, I said that to her when I was. 37 years old and she was 12 and I'm like 
I'm 60 now. It happens really quick. So it's like I can almost forgive myself because I was in my 30s. But she know? was carrying know. that. She told you, oh, by the way, when I was 12, do you remember saying blah, blah, yeah, blah? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, she didn't say it to me today. I mean, I, I've, I have said so many times that I'm really, that I'm very apologetic for saying it, you know, saying this thing to her and bringing her into my own crazy head at that moment. But now looking back, she's 35. Do you know what I mean? And I was 37. So, and she's still a baby to me. You're still a baby to me, you know, because I'm 60. So it's like, wow, you know, it just goes so fast. And I'm we like just an evil cannot... brother to you. you. You are. You are my evil brother. That is the best. I'm going to get okay, you a T-shirt that enough says about us. that. Mike, uh, enough about us. So, the filmmaking aspect of what you brought to this project, is that reflected now? Are you still making films? And do you yeah. think about this purpose of getting uh people put together better or assemble better in the how-to the That's a great what, idea. What the Are you reassembling people? That's yeah. such a great idea. Yeah, I mean, so a, a big part of the reason why I wanted to develop this was really because, you know, living out here can be really isolating, and I didn't have much of a community and certainly an artistic right. community. So I was like, what's a great way to do that? Well, I mean, the, the there's probably much easier <laughs> ways to do it, but... You know, that's sort of always been my approach is like, I want to go like straight to the source right. and learn all about people. And so that's sort of where the the interview side of things, you know, came from. Well, I want to ask yeah. you, so I know that you've done some little clips and, and so on for sure. How to Life and, you know, about dating, yeah. relationships, all that kind of stuff. So what are some of the, like, what do you want someone to take away from seeing or listening to the podcast to how to life what's a how-to life lesson yeah what is a how-to life lesson what are some of the lessons you either have coming up or that you've already filmed yeah well so i a lot of the the conversations i've had have been just very selfishly being like okay i want to learn how to build a community out here so you know i talked to like andrea grover yeah um, uh, guild hall yeah, guild hall or um you know, learning about how to be a prolific artist. So I talked to my friend Mark or, you know, so like a lot of the the personal lessons are just these sort of things that I'm navigating myself, which is like, how do you build a community? Um, so or, this is actually, so it's for you to learn and we can all learn along with yeah. you. So there's not an by the way, yeah, I don't. Yeah. By the way, your prolific artist friend Mark was listening and going, he didn't say my last name. Seidenfeld. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there, you yeah. there you go. And I believe I'm going to be a guest on your podcast. Is that yes. true? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I would yeah. love to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah. Bill McCuddy's like, wow. Like yeah. Bridget has I mean, if we could do us? both of you guys at the same time, <laughs> just I'm bang just it out. I'm just curious who canceled on you. <laughs> you're such a dick. Thank wow. you. You're like the ultimate troll. You're just like, you're just like, oh, kind compliment. Not at, not this time. I guess, I guess 2024 isn't my year of kinder, Bill. Oh um, gosh, yeah. no, I guess not. You're gonna have to dial that one yeah. back. Thanks a lot, buddy. So, how many of these podcasts have you done, and, and what are the? So I've done. Is it on Apple and Spotify? Uh, not yet. So it's well, well, I guess by the time this comes out, it should uh, be. Okay. Um, so I've done four interviews, um, you know, around just around this area. Cause I, I like to just go to where people are and kind of film them like in their elements. So like, for you guys, I would just film you, probably film you. Oh, here, see, honestly. if you do just me, you're going to have to come to Marich's. Yeah. Yeah. You don't right. have to come to Marich's. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll travel, <laughs> but um, yeah. And so, done for them. He's got a day to kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot. Like a whole but, week. But be, okay, so, but you were doing film before this. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the, like, the so other film projects? Yeah, the other film projects. Yeah. So, well, so the, the, the interview series is sort of like an, like an offshoot of the, the documentary, which is also called how to life, mm -hmm. you know, um, really original and, um, no, you're on brand. Yeah. 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 I'm just going to make everything how to, life. <laughs> you know, so, um, and that is being edited by this editor, uh, Gary Knight, who's worked on music videos for like Madonna and Bjork and all these like big artists. And mm -hmm. so, um, so that's not out yet, but it that's be not out yet. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a, you know, that's got a whole thing. Maybe the Hamptons Film Festival. Yeah. Perhaps. Ooh. Get into, or Perhaps. the Summer Docks. Yes. Uh, I've, I like I'm, that. I'm taken yes. with uh, something that's sort of like what you're doing. The, the uh, screenwriter, Bill Collage, who lives out here part-time of the year, does a thing for the Sag Harbor folks. It's We've just had the, him on this show. Uh, we had him on this show. Right, right, right. But they do Sag Harbor stories, and they okay. run them at the Sag Harbor Theater before the movie. And they're great. I mean, it's, uh, you know, a little slice of 
of East End life and really good stories. Uh, so I applaud anything that uh, helps get the word out and, and, as you said, helps integrate you into a new area, a new place that you didn't live, you know, 15 or 20 years ago, and to meet the people around you who are creative. Now, oh. don't go by us. <laughs> yeah, we, yes, yes. No, but this is all what we've been talking about. We've talked about it with Sharon. We're talking about it with you, the kind of, like, sparking creativity this show is starting over, and it, and it sounds like that's what you did. You kind of started over with this. So <laughs> yeah. you, still, you, yeah. you seem so unsure of yourself, Mike. Really? <laughs> no, well, I'm kidding. Well, I'm well kidding. I, you know, I'm in this stage where I'm sort of like in in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and when you're like in the sh in stuff, the, yeah, in it's the, uh, right. you know, it's right. it's very difficult um you know but like my goal i mean the part of the reason why i'm doing a lot of this stuff is because uh and i assume that's because we're out of time but um is oh perfect and um is because i know film requires a community you need like you know i mean some of the sets that that we did for bitten which is a you know a tv pilot that we shot mm -hmm. um you know, we had like 40 or 50 people on, on, sure. on set. So like, you know, it's a lot, you need like a lot of support and right. help. And so my logic is like, I kind of have to like throw myself into it, yeah. even, even though it's not, you know, I'm very kind of like introverted, you know, I like sitting at home and reading and playing video games and you know, all the nerdy stuff. That sounds great. No, I'm just kidding. I'm really cool. And I do. <laughs> <laughs> what's the day job? What do you, what's making the, this all yeah. possible? And hopefully the uh, podcast and maybe the movie will monetize, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I make, uh, I, I basically do videos for, for clients, you know, so like, advertising. like sizzle reel. Things? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've been working with, Clients like uh, you know I'm working with like Taylor Barton and and GE right. on uh, G Smith um, on a little like mini doc, and then you know I'm working with like the Jewish Center on like a series of little, oh, little like fun vignettes and TikTok videos and stuff. So stuff like that, just you know. Do you agree with me? Because I was talking about this. Just agree with Just him. say yes. No, uh, just say the, no. the no, one no, thing that, yes has, that has changed filmmaking at all levels is the drone. The drone now allows the shots that would have cost. Remember the old SCTV where Johnny LaRue had the yeah, the, the crane yeah, yeah. shot and yes, they'd yell, yes. no, it's too expensive to have right, the crane. Right, right. Now, yeah. The drone shot is now ubiquitous in it's, everything. It's actually overused, mm. I think. I I think it's a it's a good tool. I, I, I honestly I think things like the smartphone have, have been more more right. impactful because you, everybody can be a filmmaker. Yeah, everybody because all of a sudden, all of a sudden, right? if you just like put a thing, you know, then you can start dancing, and then is that good or is that bad for you as a professional filmmaker? I, I it's great. Like I, I I encourage like creativity of 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 all kinds, and and that's how I got into it. Like I got into it because I like was literally like I had an event. I was hosting this Planned Parenthood fundraiser thing, and I just started sending people videos. Like, yeah. I was just like, hey, what's Best up? Best phone for shooting videos. Uh, probably the iPhone. Yeah. Best post-production app or uh, <laughs> software. I, I, I like Final Cut Pro, but a lot of people use Premiere, yeah. Premiere is another one? Premiere, yeah. What's the user-friendly easiest one? For Final Cut Pro. Or, well, I, I mean, even iMovie. You're making him like, give away all his secrets. Oh, I want people I mean, listening no, because like we said everybody can now in 2024 <laughs> be a filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, Do you we, have any resolutions or intentions for 2024, Mike? Oh, he brought notes. Oh, my gosh. That's good. Thinking better hurry up. That. You only have like a Flow minute. Yeah. yeah. 30 seconds. So, okay, a couple. A couple be the type of person who is stretching myself creatively and always producing cool content. Um, become the type of person who's taking care of myself physically and pushing myself and be the type of person who prioritizes his financial health and is always seeking new ways of making. Well, I have challenging news for you. 9% of those will probably uh, come true and the other 81% That's fine. according yeah. to statistics. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you for joining us. Mike thank Kill you. Coin. If is people want to, yeah, do you have a website? MikeKillCoin.com, yeah. So it's M-I-K-E-K-I-L-C-O-Y-N-E.com. It's been great to have you on. Thank Thanks you. for joining thank us. You. And I'm sure I'll see you more in the Little end cue, little end movie uh, credit music for him. So the film, there we wow. go. Thanks for Jim joining. Turner.
We want to introduce a new informal segment from one of our sponsors this month at Canoe Place as part of their Front Row series, which I've had the pleasure of moderating on a number of times. Okay, once, but one is a number. Uh, every month they uh, are going to be doing something called Cup of Joe with Joanne Hyman or Heyman. Uh, she's uh, perfect for a new you in 2024 or reinventing yourself. She works with people as a kind of life coach. Complimentary wine is served, which is always good. Le learn more at canoeplace.com. Inns and cottages since 1697. That's a long time. Hey, uh, in 2024, we've got a lot of movies coming out uh, that I am <laughs> not looking forward to, and I will just go through the list quickly. It is the year of the Xerox machine, as sure has is. always been happening before. Uh, Dune 2, Bad Boys 4, Despicable Me 4, Deadpool 3, Beetlejuice 2. This is sad. <laughs> Beetlejuice 2, because I loved the first one. Don't say it three times. We don't want a Beetlejuice 3. Coming back with <laughs> Michael Keaton. He doesn't need that money. Uh, the Joker is having uh, last year a they do. did they did Indiana Jones. I mean, he's like a, a thousand years old. I mean, come on. They're doing all of these crazy Terrifier things. 3, Venom 3, Wicked Part 1, which is the <laughs> Buddha, the... the Origin story of Wicked, which is basically the Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, thank Hello. you. Do a I need to put that in my name <laughs> no. or I just a said new, Wizard of Oz. A new Karate Kid, another Lord of the Rings, and Sonic the Hedgehog three. Quickly, three movies I am looking forward yes. to: The Fall Guy with Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt about a stuntman. Wait a minute, that's um, the wasn't that Lee Majors or someone? Yeah, like but that? this oh is God. this is. It's going to be better. Okay. Uh, whatever they're calling the next Mission Impossible, the other half of the thing where he, I guess he's going to. I've never seen one, so right. you're talking to the you're, you're not talking to the. Converter. I need a new co-host and Gladiator Two. I know I this is sacrilege oh, to say no, we, but that it that. guy uh, Paul Mescal, who was yeah. in a bunch of movies last year, uh -huh. and uh, Ridley Scott's back as the director. All that of this great. is leading us to our final guest. Oh our my favorite. goodness! Yes, we have an amazing the big get. We have Oprah. Okay, so uh, <laughs> many of you have already seen the color purple. It opened on Christmas Day. I am wearing that color in uh, honor of that. I'm Arnie a member McCutty. of something called the Critics' Choice Association. I know you are. And <laughs> there's about 400 of us, but around a, a small number of us were invited to a uh, virtual press conference with her, uh, and actually the whole cast. But my question was about what it means to remake this film and apropos of our starting, uh, starting over, over uh, mm -hmm. what this new version will mean to a new generation. Here's Oprah. Well, I cannot even express it. And um, we keep saying, look what God has done. For those of you who haven't seen the film and um, heard the soundtrack, that those are, that's the refrain in the theme, The Color Purple. Look what God has done. Celie sings that in the final scene when her family returns. And um, I, listen, I have lived a surrendered life. Wow. Mm. And that surrendered life started to happen because of the color purple. I never wanted anything more in my life than that. And when I mm. learned to surrender mm. and got that role, it was such a defining moment. It was just so clear that the moment I surrendered it is when I got the call from Steven Spielberg that I, I allowed that to lead me through the rest of my life. And so, first of all, I never wanted anything as badly because I always, from the color purple, learned to surrender it. And even as Taraji was speaking, I was thinking about the 118 days of the strike. Mm. And how I knew that for me, The Color Purple was such a life-changing, uh, life-altering moment. It just changed the trajectory of everything for me because after that came the Oprah show and all that, but it was led by The Color Purple. And I know that this is a divinely touched, graced, inspired, embraced project. Yes. That it is literally written by Alice Walker, who came as one, but speaks for the 10,000. Yes, 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 and yes. And so yes. I have always known that it was a blessed project. And so during those 118 days, I was praying for this moment to get to see this team, these beautiful women, 
be able to be in the world to express what this film means to us. Yes. And I was just at one point just said, God, you know what needs to happen. Mm. You know what needs to happen. Because what I really truly believe is that the color purple moment happening now as the world is just everything that it yes. is. Yes. yes, yes, yes. The healing and the joy yes. that's going to come from the screens on Christmas day and that people will walk away feeling some uplift, mm -hmm. feeling, feeling filled, feeling inspired, feeling hopeful, feeling a sense of forgiveness. I think it's gonna crack a lot of people open in places that they didn't even realize. Ooh, yes. And so it's, it's the ultimate in full circle moment. It's the ultimate in what art can do when mm. done well, when inspired by a divine hand, and that yes. divine hand has inspired everybody who's participating. Yes. So it yes. actually does not get better than this. Wow. We feel the triumph. Every one of us who's been a part of it feels triumphant in being uh, able to be a part of the experience. And now we feel the victory that's going to be released to everybody who gets to see it. Yes. Amazing. Mm -hmm. That's Oh, thanks to the uh, wow. folks at the yeah, Critics' Choice Association. As I said, that was a, a, a very t uh, small, intimate kind of interview, uh, and I was very fortunate to be able to get to ask a question that we got three and a half minutes out of. Yeah, no kidding. That was we got good. a lot three, of Oprah Winfrey. Three and a half minutes, we didn't have to do these ridiculous bumpers got, you have I got, here. <laughs> what else do we have? I got her to cry a little. That's amazing. Um, I'm so impressed. You get me to cry every month. You don't You don't think that's a great thing. I leave hey, listen, all in all seriousness, I yeah. could not do this show without you, but I would love to try. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I could not. I'm... I, for 2024, I yes. am going to be a little nicer. Oh uh, yeah, right. It's going to no, take a few don't. months. Please but, don't. But, I need. Um, I need my my. I love sitting next yeah, to. What too. did Oprah call it? The hand. The hand. The divine hand. The or divine the, hand. Yeah. Of God. Yeah. You've got. Down. These are my divine hands. Oh and yeah. Attached to Bridget Leroy. Oh, and you're so sweet. Thank you, Bill. Uh, I, I have well, already I broken my resolution, which was I wasn't going to be as nice to you. So. <laughs> well, you, that was a <laughs> secret one. No, well, I'm glad you broke that. We've had a lot of fun together over these past 13 months. That's and we're right. Going forward. And we will uh, talk about love next month. Yes, we will. Because and it's February. It is February. I know it's kind of it's the shortest out. month, so that's the lovingest month. <laughs> <I> totally. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank our guests today. We had Jim Turner, as always with us, Patrick McLaughlin, Sharon Daphner-Bakes from Healing in the Hamptons, and Mike Kilcoin, How to Life. Yeah, uh, and listen, and we, we appreciate your Oprah. listening. And, Oprah Winfrey. Uh, and Oprah. And <laughs> Oprah! I forgot about Oprah. Uh, Oprah. We'd love to do that. Who, uh, Oprah who remarkably, if you are listening to this uh, on NPR, WLIW, uh, was also wearing purple. What are the odds? I just can't even imagine. What are the odds? I She's know. a living, breathing promo machine. She is. She's amazing. Was and not so that impressed with her library. It was a bunch of just white books notice. in the background oh, really? of her... Well, uh, the stuff I behind think us she is, was... uh, we've got stuff here from like uh, two years ago. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. it's been great. Bill, let's uh, turn it over to Jim Turner. Yeah, play us out. For January. The proceeding has been brought to you by Canoe Place Inn and Cottages. Fine hospitality in Hampton Bays since 1697. More at canoeplace.com. Baby, don't you want to go? Back to the same old place. Home South Hampton Shore. Ah! Happy New Year. Let's get real low now, baby. That whistle blow must be Bill or Cuddy going out on that southbound train. Let's go. Go, Bridget. Go, Bridget.